Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well. So thanks for joining us for our Q&A series for the month of July. Oh, it is just the month of July. It is just the month of July. So what we're doing, we've had a lot of questions from you guys that were a little heavier, let's say. And so Couchcast just didn't seem like the right forum to answer those. We wanted to give them a little more prep and a little more thought than the craziness that can be Couchcast sometimes. So <laughs> lack of we're preparation. Gonna, I think we've got like three questions from listeners today that we're going to answer. And then we'll do that for, yeah, every Wednesday for July. And drum roll. <laughs> you don't know what I'm drum rolling for. We have Melanie here with us. Yes, Melanie of Trey and Melanie fame. Yes. So Melanie was on the first time when her and Trey told her story back at the beginning of season two on our online dating series. And she filled in for me when I went on my road trip. She's my sister. Yes. And my best friend of almost 15 years. A really long time. 14 years. Oh my goodness. We're so old. We're so old. (laughs) So Melanie's here for the 4th of July. So we thought we'd loop her in and have a third host for this episode. Awesome. And I'm very excited because I've never actually gotten to host with her, only interview her. So this oh, that's is... true because the first time it wasn't really like a hosting yeah. thing. Cool. So, okay. I'm excited. Melanie, say hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> She's back. I'm glad to be here <laughs> again. For her adoring public. It's yeah. really just because I really love doing this, so I'm pestering them to let me on every episode I possibly can do. <laughs> hey, we love it. Oh, brother. So we want to jump right in for our first question? Yes, question number one. Okay. Okay, so our first question today is a bit of a doozy. Yes, but I really like the question. I do too. I think it's a good thing to talk about. So the question is, how can you live a pure life when you're coming from a place of impurity before God? I think either prior to becoming a Christian, there was you know, impurity there. And then even after becoming a Christian, like mistakes can be made and things happen. And so how do you live a pure life now? I think some of the question kind of means, is it possible? Uh, And I think the short answer is yes, it is. You're never too far gone for God to do a redemptive work in your life, for there to be that change. And talking about like before you're saved, you are dead in your trespasses and you are a new person after you were saved. And so, yes, you can live a pure life. I think we can think we've gone past that point of no return, but that isn't a thing. Death is the only point of no return Mm -hmm. when it comes to following Christ. Uh, I do think we have to realize that and move forward. You can't constantly be beating yourself up over it. I think sometimes as Christians we make certain sins to be the big sins, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, murder to go to the super extreme or like, you know, sex outside of marriage or whatever. We put these over in a special class by themselves, but in the economy of God, they're not. Me lying is just as much sinful as any of those other things. And so once you have repented of that, you have to move forward, leave your past in the past and go forward in obedience. I think that there are, um, two things to think about with this one if you are struggling with you're a believer and you're still struggling with something because you have done something in the past don't try to like build up the power within yourself because you feel like you should be able to do this now because you are a believer the power to overcome the sin comes from the holy spirit in christ Mm -hmm. and his his death and resurrection is your purity we are not pure until Christ's yeah. righteousness and purity is is 
we are robed in that. Um, so I would say, remember that there's grace. And I would say, remember that you can't do it on your own. Rely on Christ's righteousness, not your own. I do definitely think it's possible. I think that, like Bethany said, the culture we live in, especially the Christian and church culture we live in is very sex is taboo and you should I think y'all talked about this like yeah last episode or something but I think we did actually yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's very taboo and so I think especially for girls you feel like you can't talk to anybody about struggling mm-hmm. with this That's because really you true. feel like you are yeah. like broken or you're not normal or yeah I'm um, the only one everyone else has their act all together yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would really encourage you to talk to somebody about it. Talk to somebody who's married, somebody who maybe has struggled with it before and is on the flip side kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because accountability accountability. is Mm -hmm. huge with this, I feel like. Um, And whoever you're dating, really be open with them about it too. Because if you're in a relationship, it should be somebody who's desiring the same thing. And so y'all should work together to to do that. Well, and I think when you go to have this conversation with someone that you're dating... I know that it can be intimidating regardless of what your past looks like. It's sure. just a can be a difficult or awkward or interesting conversation yeah. however you want to look at it. <laughs> I think at least for me what I've looked for when I've had that conversation in the past is not necessarily what a guy has done before or what his past looks like, but what is his outlook on mm-hmm. purity now? Yes. How is he living in purity yes. now? What is his outlook on sex now? Right. And if those things are aligned with scripture at this point, then yeah, we've all made mistakes. Right. And I don't want to hold that part of his past against him because there are parts of my past that I don't want him to hold against me mm-hmm. either. And a godly man will do that same thing. Exactly. That's the thing. Like you've got to, I'm not saying gloss over past no. sin at all. Like hear me, it is serious and you should repent of it. But you know, the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Not because everything's okay and you can do whatever you want, but because the, blood of Christ was so sufficient that as a Christian there is no condemnation move past that what it's yeah what is your outlook now what is his outlook now and stay in now (laughs) well and I think honestly the enemy wants nothing more than for you to stay in that guilt and that feeling of oh I'm never going to be good enough now or someone's always going to think that I'm broken or never enough because of this that will keep you from having a healthy relationship if you hold on to that and Mm -hmm. don't you know really Mm -hmm. ask God to help you just release that because you have been forgiven for it right so my biggest encouragement if the question is like how do you live a pure life like truly once you've asked for forgiveness let it go, like find mm-hmm. the freedom that's offered to you and move forward in repentance and in seeking purity moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one last thing to add to this question. Um, if we look at just the Christian life as a whole, we come to a place where the Holy Spirit intervenes and we are regenerated and made new. And then there's therefore now no mm-hmm. condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because you are now in Christ Jesus. Someone who has an anger problem is still going to struggle with anger. Yes. And That's a good point. Uh-huh. I think with kind of going back to this whole taboo thing, other sins were we're more quick to look at and say, oh, I messed up there, but I'm there is grace. And, mm-hmm. and, and you look at it more as God's working on me through this. Like, and I'm stumbling and I'm struggling, but God's working on me. And... Sex is different because that is involving somebody else and it is very intimate and there is a 
bond there. However, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean automatically your struggles just go away. But it does mean the verse that says, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. And that is true whether your struggle is sexually, anger, gluttony, gossip, whatever it is, he is going to work that out in you because he is in you and he is working to sanctify you. And especially one, I know we keep saying one last one thing last to thing. add to this. 14 but, last but things one before last we move thing. on. We'll really move on. Remember, or maybe you haven't heard this before, struggling against temptation is not sinning. Yes. So glad you pointed mm, that out. Yeah. Struggling with a temptation or struggling with a thought pattern, struggling to put that off just because it's hard doesn't mean you are sinning. You are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there Jesus will be, was tempted there will and be struggle. With that. There yeah, will be temptation. There will this especially in our culture. Sex is everywhere. Yeah. You are going to struggle with this. But it sounds kind of weird, but be encouraged yeah. that you're struggling. Be yeah. encouraged that you're not succumbing. No, that to doesn't that. sound weird at all because the <laughs> struggling is Christ in you yes. and your new heart and your new and you're fighting exactly. for your purity. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When you yeah. hear that you hear that ter- term thrown around all the time, you have to fight for purity. It doesn't just mean when you're dating someone. There is that fight when you're single too, mm-hmm. and that's what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So, for real last thing there. Yes. Okay. Let's Yay. what's the next one? Next question. This came from Instagram. So someone said, I've been getting to know a man who is divorced and has children and was wondering what your thoughts were on that. I realize that there will be challenges that come from the situation, but just wanted to know what you think. That's a tough one to just answer straight up. So my first question would be to someone, if I knew someone dealing with this, is was the divorce a biblical one? Define that. Go deeper. Okay. So a Biblical divorce. There are there are things in the Bible that are where divorce is permitted. They are adultery or abandonment of the marriage, which I believe is encompasses more than strictly a physical leaving of the location. If you have abandoned your marriage relationship, there's more to that than that, whether mm-hmm. it be abusive, emotional abandonment and all of these things, and they're not a cut and dry thing. So I'm hesitant to say if it's X, Y, or Z, then it's fine. I think you need, one, you need to be in the Word and decide that for yourself. Study the Greek. Study those things and really get your mind around it. Um, and we'll talk about this more in a minute, but, like, you need to, we're happy to answer this, but you need to get with someone who knows you, so who is involved say, in your spiritual life, who knows this situation and can speak into it educated. And if you can, <laughs> someone who knows both of you. True. That, mm-hmm. If that's if you have possible, that, that would be great, too. Um, So my first question would be, was his divorce a biblical one? If yes, then I don't think there's, from a biblical standpoint, there's no reason not to pursue that at baseline level. If it was not a biblical divorce, my next question would be, was he a believer at the time? Mm -hmm. If not, then again, biblically, you're fine. You're allowed to pursue that. If he was a Christian who was divorced for an unbiblical reason, that's where I would say, I can't say, oh yeah, that would be a great thing to pursue. I I don't think from what I understand of scripture, I don't think that is a right pursuing of a relationship. Yeah, I agree. I think kind of like we said with the last question, what are his thoughts about that now? Literally Um, what I was just about. True. If, I mean, say he got divorced 10 years ago and, and he's like, like if he was a new believer ten years ago or something, and then he's like, "You're you've you've grown and you've matured in your understanding. Like, what yeah. is your thought on it now? Is that kind of what you're yeah. saying?" Yeah, and my only thought with that is like, 
biblically would he be called to try and go reconcile I, with that's her? Based mm, that's based on if he I, realizes he did that wrong, would he right. at least need to go attempt to reconcile? Yes, I think that um, I think biblically that is the pattern. If she had remarried, then that mm-hmm, yeah. I just there's a lot of different and that's where it gets variables. into the nuance of there's mm-hmm. so much here. At first blush, my advice, my not even advice, my thoughts on what I have studied in scripture are that I, I let me just put it this way: I would not pursue that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it in those terms. Mm-hmm. That's something that I would have to say. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that goes back to again, like it would be really. It's crucial for you, whoever wrote this question in, to go speak with somebody who knows you, who you can lay out the whole situation with and talk through it that way. Someone who is older, wiser, um, a pastor even, who married, really studied maybe, those yeah. things. Yeah, married. Yeah. Married. Just because me, thinking as a girl, <laughs> newly married, one thing I would caution, one, well, if he has kids with this, does it, it say? It mm-hmm. does say he has yeah. kids, um, yeah. There's always going to be an attachment to the prior exactly. person. I guess depending. Well, she, um, the the ex-wife who is the mother of these children yes. will always be involved. And I, so I when I was thinking about, it, I was like, he'll always have a relationship with her. But I was like, that doesn't sound right. No. But there will always be some sort of relationship in that. Yeah. She will be around. She will and, be involved. And you've kind of got even if it's perfectly right as far as biblically to pursue mm-hmm. that relationship. It is also perfectly right and okay for you to decide, I don't want to. That's exactly what I was That is too much for me to handle. That is okay. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of the same thing we talk about when we talk about long distance dating. Mm -hmm. Like before you decide you're going to date long distance, we've talked about you need to think about, are you willing to travel? Can you travel? Are you okay not seeing them all the time? There are all these things to consider. I would highly encourage you if this is your situation or something similar, sit down and write out those things. Are Mm -hmm. you okay with having kids that aren't Mm -hmm. yours or having having kids kids immediately immediately and and working to share the kids with his mm -hmm. ex-wife and having her in the equation and all these things that are going to come as repercussions of this relationship. While it may be Maybe you are. Great and fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. But I do think you need to seriously sit down and consider those and pray through those before you just jump two feet into that decision. It's not something you jump into and say, ah, well, figure it out as we go. No. No. If you like two different kinds of movies, you like different kinds of food, those are things you figure out as you go. (laughs) But but one that was kind of a joking thing, but like, in all seriousness. Sorry, I didn't laugh. (laughs) 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 It's okay. We've established recently I'm not that funny. You are funny. (laughs) But one thing that I... Just in thinking, I've never had a situation where I was dating someone who had kids, but just in thinking through that, should it be a possibility at some point, I've wondered about this balance because once, I I believe once you're married, the husband and wife relationship is a higher priority than the children. Obviously, you're not going to neglect your children, but that's first, the kids are second, and that's healthy for them. So in this situation, how do you build that when it is also right for all the way up until then for his kids to be his first priority. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like I've wondered yeah. how does that transition mm-hmm. happen and that would be a tough yeah. thing to navigate, I think. I do I want to say that whoever this man is out there, we're not saying he is not worthy to be dating again or worthy oh, to no. like I don't want to come across it like this is just all these things like it's a bad idea. I don't think it is, but I'm thinking no. through like personally, I can tend to be a little bit of well, I can be a very jealous person. <laughs> And I can also be insecure if, and I've found this more in marriage, if I feel like anything is off in our marriage, like I'll feel a little insecure and I need to talk to Trey about that. And 
just thinking about if you have to think way down the road with this because if you're thinking about <laughs> this other lady who was his previous wife there's always going to be a connection there whether they talk or whether there's always a history there is what I should say. Um, and the if history there's, is more evident when there yeah, are children too. If there's it, kids involved, it's definitely, um, it heightens that because there's a connection with that. Those are just, just, my, just a she, lot to She consider. said in the, in the question, she knows there's challenges. Mm-hmm. So those are just some of the challenges that come to me or came to me right off the bat that would be yeah. something to think about. Like if you haven't thought about some of these, maybe do and just mm-hmm. decide, okay, once you've established biblically this is an acceptable relationship, which sounds bad, I don't mean it that way, but like it is biblically good mm-hmm. to, pr- to proceed. It's okay to take the other things into consideration and just because biblically it would be allowed doesn't mean you have to go through with it, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I think overall, basically, like you said, once you've gotten to that point where you've Mm-hmm. determined if this was a is this is biblically okay just take the time to really pray through this and seek yes. counsel about it as you mm-hmm. would any relationship and go from there because the lord will give you peace either way yeah like he's not gonna be like i don't know why don't you figure this one out yeah. on your own like that's not how he works <laughs> no. so i think as long as you're really seeking his direction and his guidance like he will give you peace about how to move forward yes i think that's a really yeah a really good way of good putting that sum it all up Kristen. oh good job. thanks i don't normally get some things <laughs> up so that was fun okay last question okay mel you can speak to this you are our resident online dating expert oh dear so you're our success story yes <laughs> this girl asked if you find a match online He's a Christian. You get along really well. However, you're both in different parts of the world. How would you suggest meeting in person? And if you decide to meet halfway, how are you going to spend your time together? Now, granted, you and Trey only lived a state away, so it's a little different. Yeah, I'm immediately, like, my jaw kind of dropped when she said the world, (laughs) because to me that definitely means she's clarifying that they are not in the same country. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Which means Um, you're probably going to have to meet in a country that neither of you live in Yeah. if you meet in the middle. This makes me think of Megan from... That Megan that went to South Africa. Oh, yeah. Yes. Megan, if you're listening, we love you. Yes. Hey, Megan. <laughs> now, May, I don't know the, her whole story, but just so y'all know what we're talking about, and we're not just sitting here talking about some random girl. Megan <laughs> um, uh, lived in the United States. Mm-hmm. She went on a mission trip to South Africa. And did she meet him while she was yeah. there? Distantly. Like, okay. Yes. And then came back, and they he, he, he pursued. pursued her. They FaceTimed and whatever, and then yeah. now she lives there and they're lives married and expecting a baby yes yes in south africa with him oh my gosh congratulations <laughs> oh, did you not know that i feel like i maybe saw it oh okay <laughs> um okay first thoughts are across a body of water like do you definitely have to fly are you canada yeah or, or yeah do you definitely have to fly i know like if it's two different places in europe I think it's cheaper to travel that's and true. fly. That's a good point. So that's my first thought is like if you're if both of you are there but just farther away from each other, maybe it's financially more doable. Um, it would be tough from here. Here, yeah. it would be really tough from because to get over anywhere it's really is huge. really expensive. Well, me, you know, resident cynic here, <laughs> my first thought is danger, danger, danger. Like, yeah. don't get murdered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I'm sure this man is a very nice man. <laughs> Odds are he is, but my first thought is, yeah. I, 
I would definitely take someone with you. If you're meeting in the middle, yes. Oh, yeah. Take someone with you. Even if you're going to visit where he lives, take someone with you. I think me personally, I would say, I would love to meet you. Let me know when you can come here. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. When your people are there, when, because one, he is invested enough that he will spend the money, however big or small that is, to come to you. Yeah. He is willing to have the accountability and transparency of, Meeting your family, or if your family's not involved, meeting the people who are. Uh, and he should be willing to do that. Yeah. If he's not, that's a huge red flag to me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I would almost say that is good no matter how far the distance is. Fair enough. Because, I mean, brag on Trey for a second. He drove all the way to where I was comfortable. And there's a lot to be said about you're already meeting someone that you're you don't know very well. Um, and being in, in a safe environment in the sense of you know where you are, you know where things are to get to, you know where your friends are, and you know how to get to them. Yes, um, if, you, if not something to were add, to happen. Yeah. But I just think we're not trying to be no, Debbie I, Downers, but that is something you have to be mindful of. We don't live in a happy-go-lucky, everything yeah. will be okay, beaver 1950s cleaver. beaver cleaver yeah. world, and you've got to be... And I'll caveat that with, I think... 95% of the guys who are willing to do that are going to be perfectly fine. Yes. But that 5% yeah, just I will say, I think I talked to a guy online at one point, not very long, but he was in England. I didn't know he that. He was, I mean, we literally, like, it started off kind of like a, this is probably not going to be able to go anywhere, um, but yeah, like your profile, you, like, uh-huh. matches up perfectly, whatever. And I don't, I honestly don't really remember what we, what all we said, but it kind of started off as this, this is really highly unlikely. But we chatted and got to know each other. That didn't go anywhere um, for me. But I would say maybe spend a lot more time in the get to know you phase yes. over mm-hmm. texting, Skyping. FaceTime. FaceTiming. Like, I yeah. want to see this person's face and make sure yeah. they're like. Even just, legit. even just not from a safety standpoint, but from a time investment and financial mm, investment true make sure you really click with this person because that is a huge commitment that is true um, like that's you're driving three point. hours away to meet them for yeah that. if you meet somebody who lives in another state and you meet up halfway and you drive a couple hours it's a half a tank of gas or whatever yeah. and it doesn't work out oh well let me just drive back i'll sleep in my bed tonight whatever yeah. like if you're in a foreign country and it doesn't <laughs> you work don't out the culture. you don't know you yeah so yeah like kristen said definitely take somebody if you get to that point well i haven't even thought about that but yeah because if you're going to a different country you're obviously not going for a day which means you're going no. with the intention of spending multiple days with this person mm-hmm. and so you better poorly. know before you get there yeah. that you can do that because if it goes yeah. poorly day one Unless you like solo sightseeing. <laughs> yeah. So take trouble. somebody with you. Yes. So yeah, take someone with you. And then as far as like what to, how do you spend the days together? I mean, I'm going to steal Kristen's personality for a second and go with the romantic comedy, amazing story. How fun of a first date is it to meet well, in a country that neither of you are from? True. And sightsee for a week. Seriously. Hello. Yeah. Like what fairy tale. But... Call Nicholas Sparks, he'll write a book about it. I'm sure if it goes <laughs> no, wrong. he'll die in the end. They don't all end badly. I mean, they do all end with um, somebody dying, but sometimes it's the person you want to no, die. No, don't. Your John doesn't. Yeah, yes, her husband dies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, yeah. anyways. Go sightseeing. Yeah. Go to a museum. Go do... Well, we know I like museums. Anyway. Yeah. go. Do, I love museums. Go do fun stuff like that. Eat I a lot. Like, Eat food, hang out. Eat I, feel all like the fun you, food. I feel like what to do would not be that difficult as if you were both in the same city and you're like, 
Well, you could go to a movie. Yeah. Well, like, and there's so much to do. If you're going to a different country, like, a lot more planning is going to be involved. Yeah. You'll so know what you're going to do. You'll know probably. what you're going to do at the time. True. So, give it, if you're making that decision and you're going to go ahead and move forward and meet somewhere, like, really make sure you both take the time to talk through that and have somewhat of an itinerary. Yes. And then if it doesn't work out, then take your friend on your itinerary with you and yeah. it's fine. But, like, you'll know. It won't be like, a, oh, I'm just going to show up and we'll figure it out. Like, you'll have yeah. that time to be able to plan through that, I think, a little more. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, uh, going back to, like, spend a lot more time in the get-to-know-you phase, if you're getting – if you've done all that and you've gotten to the point where you're Skyping with him for two or three hours every night or whatever – and you have a really good idea you like this guy, odds are you're going to know that you'll have things in common. And planning what you would end up doing to meet up yeah. will be easy. That's That'll true. be fun. You you won't be as worried about, okay, I'm meeting him up to see if this works. It'll be, I'm pretty sure this is going to work. Yeah. And I want to spend time with you in person. And so what are we going to do? And then, yeah. like Bethany said, that, how fun. Like, that <laughs> yeah. sounds so fun. Yeah. What a cool first date. So, yeah. yeah, I would love to hear how that goes. If you end up meeting yes. him. Yeah, like, let oh, us know. Us for us sure, us. yeah. Us. I'm like, I'm in, I feel like I'm a part <laughs> we'll of We'll tell Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll follow her along. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Oh, okay. Okay. That's all we've I got for this one. that's what we've got for today, you guys. We're doing this for the month of July. I think we have enough questions at least for those days but if you want to send us a question still that's probably not quite couch quack <laughs> couch quack that's probably not quite couch cast appropriate so to speak go ahead we can extend this until august a little if we get more questions so feel free to email us or look us up on instagram at lftm underscore podcast and send us your question and we will try to get it on the air yeah. but until next time i'm bethany i'm Kristen. And I'm Melanie. And this is Looking for the Middle.